Good morning and welcome to church this morning. It is wonderful to see you all here. Please come on in and grab a seat. Uh, if you're visiting us this morning, it's our, our Vision Sunday service where we are bringing all of our congregations together to celebrate with us this morning and to thank God for all that he has been doing amongst us. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. My name is Kez and I'm one of the assistant ministers here. Uh, and if you're joining us online, a special welcome to you as well. Psalm 32:11 says, Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. And that's what we're going to do this, this morning. We're going to stand and sing, Rejoice. your maker full of wonder full of fear come behold his power and glory yet with confidence draw near follow one who holds the heavens and commands the stars above is the god who bends to bless us with an unrelenting love rejoice come and lift your hands and raise your of the promise, the beloved of the Lord, one with everlasting kindness, but with sacrificial blood, bringing reconciliation to a world that longs to know the affections of a father who will never let them go. Jesus carried up the hill. He has walked this path before us. He is walking with us still. Turning tragedy to triumph. Turning agony to praise. There is blessing in the battle. So take heart and stand amazed. Rejoice when you cry to him. He is Come and lift your hands and raise your voice. 
I'm going to wait. Excellent. What a fantastic way to start this morning. How we are going to continue to rejoice in what our God has done for us through the words of Psalm 98. Uh, now, it's not super obvious, but let me click on. Words in bold, say them with me, they look like that, but hopefully it'll make sense. I'll try to encourage you. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp. With the harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Well, let's continue to be amazed at what our God has done for us through Christ as we sing, I Stand Amazed. Stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Wonderful is my 
Lord, we come before you this morning in praise for all the marvellous things that you have done in and through Christ. Help us to fix our eyes firmly on you as we continue to look forward to the future as a church, an immediate future in which we seek to glorify you through all our lives here and the glorious future to come in Christ. Amen. Well, please do take a seat. If you have joined us this morning, welcome. You're joining us for our combined service of all our congregations as we come together um, to celebrate together what God has been doing through and among us. If you are still looking for a seat, just feel free to walk up the back and around to the sides. There's still plenty of room over in each of the side pews as well. Uh, as we come together this morning, we're going to celebrate what God has been doing in and amongst us in the last year in a variety of different ways. And um, one of those ways this morning is we're going to watch a video from many of you uh, who have shared uh, what you've been thankful for in this last year and what you've loved uh, about church here. So we're going to watch that video now. What have you enjoyed about church this year? Uh, the fellowship is, is great, the welcoming was incredible, and the teaching's very good. I love it, I just feel at home. Uh, it's been very welcoming, um, particularly coming from the UK and setting up in Australia, it's been pretty easy. Um, everyone's been lovely. I love the preaching and I love the people. I enjoy going to youth group, um, starting youth group, and I enjoy talking with my friends and then about Jesus. I've really enjoyed music this year. I feel like our music team at CIG has been great and I've really enjoyed joining it. I just love where our church is situated and how we can come from the 21st century in 10 minutes we can be in the 18th century. But St. Stephen's has always been opening a door as a way to God through Jesus Christ. I've loved meeting new people and making new friendships um, and having deep conversations with people. Uh, and I also enjoy the teaching. I think there's a good balance between being challenged and being encouraged each week and a lot of joy. The games and the talking about Jesus. I've enjoyed two things. The wonderful teaching, especially the Genesis series of sermons, which were most enlightening and slightly provocative in some ways. And I've also enjoyed becoming um, a closer part of the church fellowship, which has been great joy. I've really enjoyed um, the fellowship with uh, our brothers and sisters here. It's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed uh, hearing the Word of God explained um, and some of the lessons, you know, open your eyes. That's been fantastic too. Talking about 
talking with people about the Bible and like getting to like discuss it, like and like when youth we have small groups and like not just discussing it always in one big group, discussing it in small groups too. We have loved going to church in our suburb and learning how to do ministry in such a unique place. Probably yeah, the friendliness of everybody just making you feel welcome. So Susan and I have just joined this year, so we've kind of put the welcoming, the NIAC welcoming to the test. Yes. And I think we've been really, well, I've been really really welcomed with my husband Mike into the community, feeling very loved. Tea's very good. Well, I've just enjoyed learning about Jesus and just really everything. I think this marvelous helping me to grow stronger in my beloved Lord. Enjoying the music and the, the band and the, uh, the atmosphere in this church is really, really nice, very special. And the people are great. Um, and it's a very sociable place to do. I have really enjoyed the women's breakfasts. They've been a fantastic opportunity to connect with women across all the congregations and I have loved them. Um, I have really enjoyed my Bible study group. So we've been meeting at Vernon's and it's been a great chance to um, meet together and read the Bible, but also get to share some of church with our local community. I love coming along on a Sunday morning and seeing everyone from fresh out of the cradle uh, to a long way away from the cradle, all uh, enjoying following Jesus together. Oh, well, it, it's been the treats we give of the, the, um, friends we play with and the stories we hear about God, especially the AOL videos. <laughs> wow, tricky question. I think I would say the careful integration of classic Nicene theology and biblical exposition put to the service of a mission-oriented ministry that seeks to preserve the best of reformed Anglicanism with attention to the particularities of our contemporary context. <clears throat> well, one of my favorite things is definitely the sermon. So instead of jumping from topic to topic, we should go through a couple of passages in the Bible through a series and we try to understand what it means and usually uh, there's always some kind of application, so it's very edifying. Running into people that have never met the gospel before and being able to tell them the gospel, I thought that was fantastic. I like to come to church on Sundays to uh, share my love of Jesus with a lot of like-minded, very friendly people. Love my community group and the fellowship that we have together. I've loved my community group. It has been a great source of encouragement, great mixture of vulnerability, talking about God's word and asking questions. Um, and I feel like I've been spurred on in my faith while seeing God's character in all the people in my group. So that's awesome. I really like the preaching and the sermon series. They've been really great. I love that everyone's really friendly and welcoming um, to new people and old people. Well, thank you so much for all of those who shared. That was amazing. And sorry if yours didn't get included. Uh, unfortunately, it would have ran for 10 minutes if we'd put all of them in. But it was so encouraging um, to hear just all that you've been thankful for and been encouraged by about church this year. Uh, in a moment, our kids are going to go out. I'm going to get Megan to come up. She's going to share with us uh, in a moment. But let me just explain what kids' ministry looks like here at NEAC. So we have two crèche areas, one over here on the side, one up the back. Feel free to move between them as you so desire. Then we have a preschool program, um, little Littlest Church and Little Church up to Year 4. So you guys will head out in a moment after Megan shared. And youth, you're staying in today. So if you're Year 5 and above, you get to stay in and join us for the wonderful Visions.
um, service this morning. But Megan, can you just share what's been a highlight of kids' ministry this year for you? I get the privilege every week of hanging with the coolest bunch of kids and the most wonderful leaders. If you have never, ever spoken a word to any of the kids that come to our church, make sure you get a chance today to say hello to them because they really are such a wonderful group of kids. And the highlight of getting to spend each week with them is the privilege of seeing their little brains, actually huge brains, they're really brainy kids, but these brains comprehend these amazing truths about Jesus each week. It's like a little light bulb that switches on and it is such a joy to be able to witness that. Actually, it's the highlight of my week. Awesome. Thanks, Megan. Well, kids and their leaders are going to head out now. I'm going to say for a prayer for them as they do. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much um, for the cradle through to more than the cradle. And Lord, we pray that you would be um, with our kids this morning as they go out to learn about you. And thank you for all that Megan and her team continue to do throughout the year to point them towards you. Amen. Well, as kids head out, please take this moment to turn and say hello to those around you. And I'll grab your attention back in just a moment. So I'm going to interview Maxon first and then you guys. So can you sort of move up to the front row? So when I call you up, you're already there. If you can do that now. Come up to the front here. Well, come right up to the front with me. Hello. Hey, hello everyone again. Uh, we'll be able to continue those conversations in a minute. So what we're going to do now is just, I'm going to interview a couple of people. So the first person is Maxon, and then, then I'm going to be interviewing Andrew and Corinne. Just a couple of questions, just so you can learn a little bit about people from other congregations. So this is, this is Maxon. 
Hello. And uh, can you just tell us, Maxon, very quickly um, about your family and your work? I'm married to Lindsay. She's sitting up the back. Uh, I am a... I, during the week, I work as a criminal lawyer, and I've been coming to NIAC now for five years. Okay, coming to NIAC. But what service do you actually attend? Uh, I go to... Well, you might recognise me. I, I go to CIG mostly, but I also come to morning service most weeks. So CIG, Church in the Graveyard. CIG is my primary congregation. Yeah. 6.30, okay. Now, apart from attending Church in the Graveyard at 6.30, and what are the other, the other things you do at NIAC during the week? Mm, so each week I come to the morning service because I uh, help Megan with the, uh, the kids' church. Um, so that's obviously Sunday morning while you guys are in here. I'm out with the year K to year, four, year five. To change, yeah, K to year five. Um, we have fun out the back. We learn about Jesus there. Um, I'm also a member of the parish council, so I um, try to help with some of the governance of the church. Try is probably the operative word there. And then uh, one of the interesting things I did this year was I came along and I gave some of the um, talks at the youth camp on Philippians chapter 1 and 2. Isn't it amazing all the, th all the things that Max has been doing? It just makes me feel very tired. And we really do appreciate all the efforts that you do during the week and all the things that you're involved in. So let's just focus on one of those things and tell us what is it you, that you love about serving at Little, at little Church? Well, I think it, ha it has to be the kids, right? Um, I really love Jesus, and I love to share that with the kids. Uh, I, mean, I mean, most weeks I love to share it with the kids. Some weeks it can be a little bit challenging. You know, some of the kids don't always sit super well in chairs, but then I do remember <laughs> everything I see from them, I was absolutely 10 times worse at Sunday school growing up, and there were people who persevered with me. So, um, yeah, I love, I love talking to the kids about Jesus. I love getting alongside them, hearing about their lives, and hopefully encouraging them. My time at Sunday school when I was a kid was absolutely foundational to my faith, so I just hope that maybe... Um, by giving some time back that that might be the case for them as well growing up. Beautiful. Okay. Can we just thank Maxon just together? Yay. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for all you do as well. Okay. You can, and I'm now going to get Andrew and Corinne to come up as well. Andrew and Corinne go to our morning service here and they'll introduce themselves to you. So if you just step over this way a bit. Now, how long have you been coming to uh, NIAC Church? Uh, just a... Uh a bit more than three months. So a bit more than three months. And with an accent like that, you were born and bred here in where? In, no? Yeah, just a new town down the road. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Where were you, where were you from originally? Uh, France. From Brittany. France. From, from France. From yeah. Brittany. Okay, beautiful. Now, uh, just tell us what have you, uh, how, how has it been the three months you've been here at, at church? What's been your experience and what have you enjoyed? Andrew, your turn first. <laughs> Um, I think the first thing that hit me, the first day I came here, was everything that was said there, and um, that it was um, genuinely warm and friendly, and people were very caring. Um, we've both enjoyed very much uh, our very quick integration into the congregation, and um, just to be very much a part of the congregation, and uh, without any prejudices or anything like that. It's just been so welcoming. I think it's the big thing. Terrific. And Corinne? Uh, very much welcoming. Um, it's like uh, coming back home. A home that uh, didn't know before, really. But um, And uh, something that I thought that was very precious is the woman breakfast. Uh, mm. I've been really, really amazed with that. I think it's a fantastic event to bring the, all the women from both congregations 
get to know together, and the support and the love that went or goes with it. Uh, amazing. Mm, terrific. Mm. Okay. And you guys have also been involved in, in, I think, the community garden and other things as well. Do you want to say anything about that? I've really enjoyed the, the um, bike shed. Mm -hmm. um, just getting to meet people in the community, um, exposing the church to the community has been wonderful. It's something I'm very passionate about. Um, and just helping people mm. in a very simple way. Um, to see the smiles on their faces when you, their bike goes away actually working. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's lovely. Um, oh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I've enjoyed the men's group as well, very much. Um, it's very casual. Oh, I'm going to die. You'll have to take over, Corinne. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry, I've been suffering from a virus the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, the, the men's group has been really wonderful and just to get to know some really lovely guys and uh, hear their experiences and, 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 and learn from them too. It's been wonderful. It's been, it's been terrific having you guys on board. Let's thank Andrew and Corinne. Well, we have now come to the point in our service where we're going to hear from God's word. So let me pray for us as we come to hear from his word. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much that you are a God who speaks. And Lord, we pray that you would speak to us this morning as we come to your word, that your spirit would be at work in and amongst us to challenge and change us and help us to live for your glory. Amen. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly, and today we're going to be reading from Ephesians chapter 3, uh, starting from verse 7, and that's on that handy leaflet you received on the way in. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace, given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the, the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. Um, there are some new people today here, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, you're joining us on a, an unusual Sunday where we've combined congregations. Uh, there's probably some people watching online. Hello to you. Uh, really great to have you here in, in one way or another. Um, if, you, if you don't know me, my name's Andrew. I'm the senior minister here. Um, and uh, I've just, it's just so good to see so many people here. Like, it's a real joy. Um, what a sign 
of God's goodness to us and his wonderful work in this community. Um, Today what we're doing is taking a moment to notice this reality and to celebrate God's goodness, uh, to celebrate what God's done and is doing at NEAC and to focus our minds on the task, the challenge before us as a church. Um, This is actually the first of two vision weeks, uh, but don't worry, only one combined service. Two vision weeks, this week is a combined service where the focus is on celebrating God's work here. And next week, at our usual service times, uh, we will think a bit more about where we're headed, the future, and what it means for the particular congregations. Um, So, back to normal next week. Uh, Some questions, though, that you might have may not be fully answered till next week. Uh, So just don't freak out if I don't say everything about everything. Okay, Uh, I want to begin though today by looking at, briefly at this passage that was just read from Ephesians 3. Um, Next week I'll pick up the bit that follows Paul's prayer. Um, This is a passage in which we we see the church and its purpose in the grandest scale. And this passage will help us, uh, I think, to put our own mission and our our kind of vision for this church in in perspective. Oh, my sermon to blow away. Um, We can draw out the key ideas in this passage under three headings. Uh, First, Paul's purpose. Second, God's purpose. And third, our confidence. So that's where we're going. Okay, so the first thing we see in this passage is the Apostle Paul's own purpose. Um, what drove him in his work. And his purpose, to put it simply, is to preach the gospel, to preach the good news. Verse 7, he says, I became a servant of this gospel, just means good news, uh, by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. Paul's purpose, his his consuming goal in life, is to proclaim the good news of Jesus to the Gentile world. There's a whole backstory here of how Paul was converted out of hostility to Christianity and commissioned to be the apostle to the Gentiles. I won't go into that now. For now, just notice what Paul says about what it is his task to proclaim. The boundless riches of Christ. What a great phrase. The boundless riches of Christ. That's an image of sheer, abundant blessing. Jesus is more worth having than anything, Paul says. He is a wealth, a treasure of goodness that goes on forever. And with this proclamation goes an explanation. He makes plain, he says, the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God. That's a, that's a dense phrase, uh, but basically what Paul means is that he explains how it all works out. How Jesus' coming is the fulfillment of what had come before in the life of Israel in the Old Testament. This is what Paul says his great life purpose is to preach the good news of what God has done in Jesus, in all its dimensions. But that mention of God at the end, the creator uh, in whom the mystery had been hidden, that then leads Paul to go 
further. He wants to talk about God's purpose as well. This is our second point. Look what he says from verse 10. His intent, that's God's intent. God's intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul's purpose is part of a greater, more foundational purpose, God's divine, eternal purpose, that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Every part of this is unexpected and interesting, I think. Start at the end. Notice that God's purpose is to show something. Who to? Who does God want to show to? To the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. God is not, in the end, just concerned with humans. His action has a wider, much more cosmic scope to make known something in heaven to beings and powers beyond our knowledge and experience. Secondly, notice that what God makes known is his manifold wisdom. This is such an interesting expression that I wrote about it in the weekly newsletter this week. The word manifold can mean diverse or variegated or multicolored. What God purposes to show, apparently, is his variegated wisdom, his varied wisdom, the way his saving work in Jesus Christ fans out through the Holy Spirit into a rich variety and complexity. God's purpose is to display in heaven and earth the splendid intricacy of Christ and what he has done through him. Finally, and most surprisingly of all, I think, did you notice that God's purpose is to do all this through the church? Why? Doesn't God know what the church is like? Why not choose something grander? Maybe an empire, a nation, a country, an army? No, God has chosen to act through the church. That is where his eternal purpose is focused. That is how he plans to show his intricate, varied wisdom. And that is what leads the apostle then to his readers. You, he wants the people he's writing to to hear. You, strange bunch of different people, you are the place where the manifold wisdom of God will be made known to heaven. And so now he speaks in the third place about us and our agency. Now we might have expected Paul at this point to say something about our purpose. The task of the church. He's spoken about his purpose, God's purpose, now our purpose. But he doesn't quite do that. Instead, what he does is he speaks about the confidence we may have. I wonder if he knows that showing people this grand eternal purpose in Christ is as likely to kind of freak us out and paralyze us as to inspire us. And so instead he speaks about the confidence we can have to act. Verse 12, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. What an extraordinary statement that is. Jesus puts us in a position to 
approach God not with fear and trembling and doubt, uncertain how he will react, just like people used to approach the great rulers, not knowing whether they would be executed or honoured. There's none of that. There is freedom and confidence. There is the assurance that we may speak and be heard. Isn't that amazing? What a grand story, you see, we are caught up in, friends. The church that comes into being through the good news of Jesus is the way God has chosen to achieve his eternal purpose of making his wisdom known in heaven and on earth. That's what we have been called to be a part of, even at this little church here. And we may take up our part in it with real joy because we can approach God with freedom and confidence. But what will we ask God? What will we ask God for when we approach him in this freedom and confidence? What should we desire for ourselves? What should we hope for and seek God's help to do as a church? Surely that's the question to ask if we're free to approach God now, and surely the answer is to play our part in his eternal purpose. We surely have to ask God to show his manifold wisdom to the heavenly authorities through us, to show through us the splendid, beautiful intricacy of his wisdom that has been set forth in Christ Jesus. The simple prayer that we have begun putting at the center of our life as a church over the past year and a bit aims to ask basically for this. This is the prayer. May we more and more become a community that is deeply and beautifully shaped By the way, the end beautifully occasionally drops out. That's because of my own indecision, but I kind of like it. It just makes it shorter. Feel free to add it. I'm not obsessed with one way of doing this or another. I like this version, I think. Deeply and beautifully shaped by the good news of Jesus, holding it out to those around us with confidence, gentleness, and joy. The logic of this prayer is simple. First, it's a prayer. Because... Our starting point has got to be, as Paul says here, to approach God with freedom and confidence, asking him to fulfill his purpose through us. So it's a prayer. Secondly, it is a prayer not just to do things, but to be something, to become something more and more, a community deeply and beautifully shaped by the good news. It aims to catch the sense that the life of the church itself matters, not just what the church can do. The kind of community we are matters because it is the way God has chosen to display his multiform wisdom. Finally, this prayer is designed to emphasize the way that if we are going to be shaped by the good news of Jesus, then we will inevitably also share that good news. We, like the apostles, will want to see the boundless riches of Christ made known to the world around us. But we do this with a stance and a tone shaped by this freedom and confidence that we've, we've been given 
not fearfully, not aggressively, impatiently or unwillingly, but we hope with confidence, gentleness and joy. If you've never heard or noticed this prayer before, uh, or if you've forgotten it, we print it on the back of the service sheets uh, most weeks. Um, do any of you still have these cards that I made last year? A couple of people. And I, I did the watercolour on the leaves. You know, that, that took much longer than I thought it was going to. I'm glad a few of you have still got them. You know, this is, this is what... This, here it is, right? This is our vision prayer for this season at NEAC. I hope you will see how it flows out of the vision we see here in Scripture. And I hope you will want to pray it for us as a church. I hope you will want to approach God with freedom and confidence for his work here. What would it look like for God to answer this prayer? What would it look like for our community to be moving in this direction more and more? This is a question you have to keep asking and trying to answer again and again, freshly. New things come on the scene for the church, new opportunities and challenges emerge, and we need to be always open to the freedom of God, the Holy Spirit, to make of us what he chooses. Still, it can also be very valuable to try to articulate an answer in a bit of detail. It helps you to imagine what God might do and to ask him to do it, and it helps you to notice things worth paying attention to. This is why over the past few years, we've also developed a set of priorities, I've called them a couple of things, but they're community priorities at the moment, that try to express with a bit more granularity, if I can put it that way, what we hope God will do here at NEAC. Uh, here they are again. I've also printed them on your sheets, so I'll run through them real fast, but they're on those beige sheets. Sorry about the beige, it's just was a different colour that I had. Um, you know, that's so you can go away and have a think about them. We desire and pray. And this is, this is what we're, you know, this is a way of trying to express what it would look like for us to be shaped by the good news. We desire and pray to be a church in which we are not ashamed to speak the good news of Jesus, but are full of deep confidence and delight in its goodness. There's the confidence um, and the holding it out. We make it easy for people to find their way to Christian faith. Sunday gatherings overflow with joy, thankfulness, and reverence. The beauty and power of the Word of God are well served by preaching, teaching, and music ministry. Being single is honoured and celebrated as a life path full of, full of opportunities and distinctive goodness. Marriage is honoured and families are helped to thrive. Children and young people are given the space and encouragement they need to discover the grace and goodness of Jesus. Those who are struggling or sick experience gentleness and grace. People with disabilities are not marginal but central as brothers and sisters from whom we have gifts to receive. Older people are respected as invaluable guides to life. The kindness of God is shown in care for our neighbours. Mission to the wider world is an unmissable commitment. People are helped towards and well-trained for gospel ministry. People are empowered and equipped to serve God in their workplaces and homes. What's your reaction 
are the things that stand out. My hope is that what these statements do is put a bit of meat on the bones of the idea of being deeply and beautifully shaped by the good news of Jesus. These statements won't be perfect. There may be things missing. Some things have stood out to me as I've done this this week, and I'm kind of turning them over in my mind. Perhaps you have some suggestions. I'd love to hear them. I'd like to keep welcoming, uh, keep working on this together. But I'm also confident that there will be a great deal here that we can agree upon. Most of all, I hope this list inspires you. Wouldn't it be great to be a church where all of this was true all the time? Wouldn't that be great? That's an aspirational list, of course. But do you know, I reckon God is very much at work doing these things here at NEAC. He has been at work here for years, decades, and he continues to be at work. And in this last year, I think we've seen all sorts of wonderful expressions of growth in these directions. Let me take just a few minutes to remind you of what I said at our vision service last year and where we've come since then. So last year, I suggested, uh, if you remember the slides, I think my slides are better now. But anyway, this is one of the slides from last year. I suggested a number of new ideas, new teams, and possible changes that might develop in the coming year. I also set before us two main priorities for the year ahead, renewing our welcome and planting a new congregation at Erskineville. Well, a year on, or just over a year on actually, where are we? Some of the things that might, we thought might develop have not developed, but most of them have. We've had a great year of women's breakfasts. Thank you so much, Caitlin and the team, for making them happen. Hasn't that been a great initiative? Under Kez's leadership, we have tried lots of new things with with small groups, uh, including courses like Citizens Light and the Bible Overview. We've begun to develop new teams overseeing hospitality at each service. Thank you so much to those who have been making that happen. They've made a huge difference to what Sundays feel like. Um, Peter has brought together a team to focus on evangelism. Um, and they've begun, to come up, they've begun to come up with some great plans. Stay tuned. I'm going to say more about that in a bit. That's some of the hospitality team's work just there. What about our other two, the two main priorities we talked about? Well, I think we've made huge progress. With Marcel overseeing welcoming since Matt finished, uh, we have held regular welcome events. We've refreshed our signage and our overall look and made a big effort to open our sites up. Uh, We continue to make a big effort at building teams and cultures that extend a welcome. We still have a way to go here, I think. You can always do better at welcoming. Not everything is working exactly as it should, but we are underway. The ball is rolling. And I was really encouraged doing those uh, little videos, how many people spoke about that. And it was, was, you know, we only paid them a small amount. (laughs) And in relation to our plans at Erskineville, although Matt's departure was a setback because he was, I was talking to him about leading this team, actually, in God's goodness, we're underway. After several meetings to dream, pray, and plan, a team of about 19 people, which includes some staff, has formed and committed to giving the new congregation at Erskineville a red-hot go. 
It's going to be at four o'clock in the afternoon, and we are planning to have dinner together most weeks, um, which is going to be, it's going to be great. The team are hoping to use lights, signs, the meal, and so on to bring the gathering out towards Erskineville Road. We hope to begin meeting as a new congregation in February and to have a public launch on April the 14th, two weeks after Easter and one week after the 150th anniversary of St. Stephen's. This is going to make for a busy next six months, especially, you probably can't read that, but as, especially as we're planning to host a more college mission team in the week of April 7 to 14. So basically, I won't respond to your messages in that couple of weeks. But that's really exciting, that period. Easter, 150th, trying to start this new congregation. Now, I'll come back to some of this in a moment. Um, the main point for now is just to give thanks that in God's kindness, we have been able to get the ball rolling in the directions we've been asking for. And this is in addition to the many, many other wonderful things that have happened in the last year that I simply don't have time to list. Although if I did list them, I'd talk about our wonderful kids program, pupil free days, junior drivers bursting at the seams, SRE across four schools, youth programs and camps, evangelism training nights, alpha courses, cemetery tours, the continued success of We Belong, the community garden, the bike shed, the food ministry, I'd probably also talk about our new prayer initiatives, the 14 or so people that we've baptised. I'd need to talk about the impact of new staff, Peter, Marcel, Fergus and Janelle. I also might mention the property and maintenance work we've done to support all this. Refreshing our crèche areas, hasn't that been a win? Working bees, fixing the cottage fence, make safe works to the steeple and progress on the rectory roof which is the most boring thing, so I left it till last, but there you go. It's also the most difficult, strangely enough. And if we're giving thanks, it's also very important to give thanks for God's generosity to us as a church through the generosity of his people. I'll give you a little bit more detail on finances next week, but we end the year in a really strong financial position. Giving this year has exceeded our expectations, partly through uh, one large unexpected gift, and we are ending the year, but actually also just because the offertories have been really generous, and we are ending the year with a strong balance sheet, praise God. There's a bit more detail worth knowing. I'll try and come back to it next week. Um, before we get to that, I want to say in all of this, in all of, all of this and everything, I don't mean to imply that everything has gone well, or that if you haven't had a great time, well, you should have. I'm not saying that. Life and church life is never that simple. This has been a really tough year for some folk, and we stand with them. I and the staff team have also failed some people, and we grieve that. Church has not been an easy place for everyone, and some have had to really make themselves keep coming. But if that's you, can I just say I'm so glad you persevered, because we need you. It is God's manifold wisdom that he wants to display, and it is a lot less manifold without you. And also, I do hope you can be encouraged too by the way God is working and by what your efforts have been a part of and contributed to. 
Okay, then, where to next? There's a lot we could talk about here, and some of it, as I said, I want to get to next week and make a bit more congregation-focused. I hope to say a bit more about budget and staffing, concrete plans, um, but actually the big picture is really simple. What we need to do is stay on target. Stay on target. I hope you like the Star Wars reference. We have made a good beginning. What we need to do is to continue. Continue to pray what we have been praying and continue to work at the priorities we have set. In practice, some of what this means is actually pretty clear. We need to continue the good work we've begun in welcoming and hospitality, building teams and a culture of welcome and effective hospitality at our different congregations. We'll say a bit more about this next week. We also need to follow through on what we've begun now at Erskineville. In a moment, we're going to commission the team, or some of them who are here today, uh, who are going to lead this work. But I also want to mention one other thing that I think will help us stay on target. Not easy to read, don't worry. Um, Next year, we're going to join a wider campaign initiated by AFES, the Australian Fellowship of Evangelical Students at universities, called Meet Jesus. The evangelism team Peter is leading reckon this is a good thing to get involved in, and so we're just going to get behind it. It will mean a deliberate focus throughout the year on praying for people we know who are not Christians and seeking to invite them in to meet Jesus. We will build into our connect groups and sermon series opportunities to do this. So next year is a year when we want to invite those around us to come and meet Jesus. It's exactly what we are already praying for, to hold the good news out to those around us with confidence, gentleness, and joy. I think this is going to be a real help to that. I think it'll be great. I hope you'll get behind it. So friends, come on. Come together and stay on target. Let's press on in the direction that we've set and see what God may do. For more to think about what we'll do, please come next week and think there's lots more to say. But that's a good start. And now, as a way of doing this in real concrete, I want to invite, actually, the team who have committed to forming the core of a new congregation at Erskineville from the beginning, I want to invite them to come forward, and we're going to pray for them. So if you're going to Erskineville, don't feel... I mean, you'll, you'll feel a bit nervous, but come forward. Not everybody is here, but those who are... And these are their names of the people <clears throat> who have committed. No, 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 they knew this was happening, don't worry. So this is the group of people who have committed to coming forward. Come, come up and we're going to pray for you guys. And this includes the staff who are part of it. And uh, we're going to commission them and then we're going to sing. Sorry? Yeah, come up the front. So a bunch of people couldn't make it, that's Okay. We knew that would be the case. See the people who are up here. Come forward. You're way too far back. Uh, see them as representatives of this group. Um, and can I just really encourage you? So there's about 19 people in total. You know, this is, this is a bold move. It's actually quite hard to, to run a new service with a small number of people. But we really believe that uh, this is the right thing for us to do as a church. And it's a great opportunity to start 
she's heading for her, for Bruce and Anne. She's coming to Erskineville. Please feel free. All right. I'm, I'm going to lead us in prayer, and I would love it if you could say amen, and if this is something that moves you or you want to be part of, come and, come and talk to me, but also please pray for these friends. Sound okay? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, as your church, Newtown Erskineville Anglican Church, we commission these brothers and sisters and those who are on this list but not here. We pray for them and ask you, please, to give your blessing to this endeavor. We ask, Heavenly Father, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would enable us to start a new congregation at Erskineville. We pray that others would be drawn in. We pray that people would hear about Christ and turn to him in faith. We pray that people would be built up in their knowledge of Jesus. And we pray that through these people and others and all of us, you would show your manifold wisdom in Christ to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Lord, we commit this work to you and ask you to help us and to go before us and to strengthen our hand for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a clap. Thanks, Dan. And I'm sure that if you want to talk to these guys about it, uh, you, it would be fine. Like, they would love to talk about it. There's all sorts of great stuff to say. For now, though, we're going to, be res- we're going to respond by singing. Here we stand in the Lord Jesus. Please stand.
going to join together in a time of prayer, uh, but we're going to start by praying these words together on the screen. So won't you please join with me? Eternal God, who declared in Christ Jesus the completion of all your purposes of love, we give thanks. For the, for the triumphs of the gospel that herald your salvation, to the signs of renewal that declare the coming of your kingdom. For the revelation of your work of your grace in human lives, gracious God, we give you thanks and praise. For the unceasing praise of the company of heaven, for the promise to those who mourn that all tears will be wiped away, for the pledge of death destroyed and victory won, gracious God, we give you thanks and praise. May we live by faith, walk in hope, and be renewed in love until the whole world reflects your glory and you are all in all. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. I'll now lead us in prayer for our community. Gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we come before you now in prayer, approaching you with freedom and confidence to ask you to fulfill your eternal purpose through us. Father, may we more and more become a community that is deeply and beautifully shaped by the gospel. Thank you for the way you have already begun this good work among us in so many ways, both seen and unseen. Thank you for joyful and reverent Sunday services that are soaked in word and prayer, that each week we can freely gather together to lift up our voices in song and prayer, hear you speak, and enjoy time with one another in fellowship. 
Thank you also that our community flows out beyond these gatherings to many other opportunities to be together around your word week to week. For Tuesday morning prayer, connects groups, women's breakfasts, youth programs, training nights, prayer meetings, Bible courses, and the many and varied ways our community gathers informally to encourage one another over shared meals and time together. Thank you, Lord, that these are not merely things we do in our life together, but transformative experiences that shape us to become more and more like Christ. Please continue to transform us by your spirit in your truth. We know that the life of the church itself matters. The kind of community we are matters because it is the way you have chosen to display your multicolored, glorious, manifold wisdom. Please continue this good work you have begun in us until the day you bring it to completion for your glory according to your eternal purposes. Yet, good Lord, let us also not be a community whose own end is itself, but one that overflows with your goodness and love. Help us to turn outward to others. May we be a church that holds out the good news of Jesus to those around us with confidence, gentleness and joy. We want to see the boundless riches of Christ made known to the world around us. So ask that you continue to grow us in hospitality and extending Christ's welcome to others. Thank you for the multitude of ways we have already had opportunities to do so. For hospitality on Sundays, regular welcome events, evangelism teams, alpha courses, and the coming opportunities presented by the Meet Jesus campaign and More College Mission. For our movements towards a new congregation at ERCO, for pupil free days, junior drivers, SRE and local schools, for cemetery tours, We Belong, Bike Shed, Community Garden and Food Ministry, for opening up use of our physical space and for growing space in our hearts to welcome the many new members who have joined our community. What a joy each and every one of them are to us. Father, continue to grow us as distinct from the world in love and holiness, even as we gently engage outsiders. May each of us share the gospel with confidence in some small way this week and in the weeks to come. May we see more and more Jesus' conversations as a result. May we also be prepared for hardship as we do so, remembering to love, not curse those who oppose us. Give us grace and wisdom and gentleness, Lord. Guide us more and more, guide more and more from among us to use our careers to take the gospel to places it's never been. And may each of us be good and do good in our workplaces and other spaces that we inhabit week to week. Help us to do so with great confidence, gentleness and joy. Father, thank you also for those who lead our community. Thank you for Andrew and for his thoughtful and wise leadership, for the many gifts you have given him, not least for his love of your word. We know his role among us is no small responsibility, and we pray that you will continue to sustain and uphold him. Help us be a joy to lead and faithful in our prayers and support for him and all those in leadership, for the staff team, our wardens and our parish council. For ministry team leaders, connect group leaders, kids and youth leaders. Thank you for raising up each and every one of them to serve us. Finally, Lord, we thank you for every single member of our community, from the youngest to the oldest. 
and for your continuing care and provision for us all. We here at NIAC need every one of us because it is your manifold wisdom that you want to display and we are richer for the presence of each individual here. God, help our church body to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you have given us. Help us in all our interactions with one another to have humble and gentle hearts. As you display your manifold wisdom among the rich variety of us who gather together, may we have unity amid this diversity, loving those with whom we have nothing in common but the gospel. Grant us patience for one another, bearing with one another in love. Father, according to your eternal purpose, may we more and more become a community that is deeply and beautifully shaped by the good news of Jesus, holding it out to those around us with confidence, gentleness and joy. For the glory of Christ alone, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, as we come near to the end of our service, there's just a few things to let you know about that are happening in the life of our church. Uh, the first thing is, is that if you are visiting with us this morning, we would love to know that you have been um, with us. The way to do that is simple. There's lots of QR codes running around. Um, this green form is in some of the pews. It has a QR code on the back, same with the service sheet that you received when you got in the door. If you just scan that, it'll take you to a little form that you can fill in on your phone. And let us know that you've been here. Or if you're a regular um, and would like prayer for anything or to pass something on to staff, that's a way to do that as well. Um, but if, yeah, there's any information that you'd like about church, that's a way to get in contact with us and we can let you know about all the different ministries and things that happen here and help you get involved. Uh, and the few things that we do have coming up are our Christmas events. Uh, so most importantly is wreath making is coming up in a week's time. So if you would like to come to that, you need to register by Wednesday at the latest. Uh, there is a link in the weekly email that will take you through to registering for that. If you don't get the weekly email, the way to let us know is simply uh, put that on the back of this green form, hand it to me, and I'll make sure you get put on the weekly email or scan the QR code and we'll make sure you are signed up for that. And the other one as well is uh, the Outdoor Carols on the 10th of December, not that far away now. If you want to be thinking about that, who to invite along, that will be in the afternoon leading into the evening. There will be activities for families starting in the um, late afternoon and then that will feed into carols a bit later after that. So pop that in your diary and uh, be inviting people along. And the last thing to let you know about is that once we have finished the service today, we're going to continue to stay together uh, for lunch, which is going to be happening uh, over in the hall. So the way that this will work is feel free after the service to uh, head towards the hall, which is the building out over there. Lunch is all free. It's on church, so you don't need to worry about that. We'll be serving lunch inside the hall so head into the hall there'll be plates and things you can walk along grab the food that you would like uh, and then it's a lovely day feel free to then trickle back outside onto the grass into the shade sit down together and continue to enjoy time together there um, but as we come to the end of our service uh, 
Andrew reminded us, uh, particularly at the end of his uh, sermon, to stay on target, that wonderful reference from Star Wars. And one of the ways that we can actually stay on target is to remind ourselves what it is that we actually believe together and what it is that we believe uh, through the words of the Apostles' Creed. So please stand and we're going to declare these words together with brothers and sisters all around the world. I believe in God the Father, mighty and eternal Lord. He alone is the creator, forming all things by his word. I believe in our Lord Jesus. Yeah. 
Well, I hope that you have been encouraged this morning and so thankful for all that God has been doing in and amongst us in this last year. Please do stick around for lunch, continue to fellowship with one another and let me encourage you with these words. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all forevermore. Amen. children of the promise, the beloved of the Lord, one with everlasting kindness, bought with sacrificial blood, bringing reconciliation to a world that longs to know the affections of a father. All our sorrow, Jesus carried up the hill. He has walked this path before us, He is walking with us still. Turning tragedy to triumph, turning agony to praise. There is blessing in the battle, so take heart and stand amazed. Rejoice when you cry to Him.